This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. We were about to return to our episode with Sean Paul of Foxcroft Wine Company. But before we do, here's a little treat. Ladies and gentlemen, the never-before-heard comedic impression of Sean Paul. Well, here we are. Welcome to Foxcroft Wine Company. These <laughs> These wines are bound to blow you over the moon. Oh my God, so good, so good. You added physicality where, to that too. You have just to. Jumping out of where seat. was the kaboom? Was the <laughs> now, Kermit. Very frustrated. Uh, well, Kermit, Kermit is more back here in the back of the, the throat. Um, and you, you remember that he's just not really always that, that uh, confident in what he's got to say. No, so from that point on, I think you have had a better experience, Abby, with what what those what those types of events should be. Yeah. So maybe talk us through like just a little bit of the highlights from your perspective of someone who's like brand new in the wine world. Oh yeah. Well, you know, again, for me too, I'm an exceptional white lightweight. Wait, wait. White, yeah, white, wait. I like white okay. wines um generally. <laughs> so for me right now, it used to be so I started out with like cider. So sweet Appley, crisp, yep. right? That's where I started my alcohol journey and have been branching out, right? I found cocktails I enjoy. I find balance in certain things and, and you know, starting to get in, into wines and whites, right? Right now, I'm still at the point where red is like, if I rub like deodorant on my tongue and I'm like, not quite there for me. <laughs> we're starting um, with Pinot Noir, I promise. But we're getting so there, bad. right? Because again, like anytime I go out with Jen anywhere, she'll let me try anything. And, and I appreciate that because then you're so inquisitive about what am I seeing? What am I tasting? And then you'll share your reactions to things and you're just you're like one of the my you're my favorite person to go do this with because you're such a safe person for me to just be like <laughs> like I do I have a visceral reaction to really dry reds um when and I then just, I get to drink the rest and of then she wine. gets to drink my wine so she, she she goes to the venue like the day before and it's like now this is what's gonna happen listen listen to all the servers I generally make it really clear I'm just like hey can you pour me like half of whatever you were going to pour because while you're saying you know responsible but generous I usually joke, like, can you just, like, put it in a pipette and then, like, yeah. put it on my tongue? Because I really want to taste it, but I generally can't consume a lot of wine. And so these dinners are, are always good. Because everyone's always respectful. If I ask them for a lighter pour, they will do sure. that for me, of course. Or there's, um, like, the bucket. You can pour yeah, exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, 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 you know, exactly. But I, over time, going through these dinners, I love having the two side by side. Because it's the best way for me to be able to compare. And, and I know, and I'd love for you to dig into this in a minute, like the, the thought between how you pair two together. Because you generally go from lighter to, to like, you know, stronger, drier wines. Yes. Yep. And so usually it's like white and then maybe a rosé. And then we get into, a, you know, a juicier, uh, like a fruitier red and then into a really dry red. The and ones so, you brush your teeth with at the end yeah, of the exactly. night. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, little, fuzzy, little fuzzies on my tongue. Um, so... You know, I love having them next to each other because that's how, you know, we've gone through some reds where I'm like, well, I couldn't drink a glass of either of these. But that first one, I really got like when Jen says something is jammy, I get what she's saying now. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to go through this process. And again, pairing it with food, too, is always great because, you know, we'll go. uh, Jen is always, again, great about this where she's like, okay, now take a bite. And I'll try that again. Right. You know? Yeah, and, that, and that, that feeds into what I said before about it not being a tasting. A tasting really is like you are you're experiencing and examining and rating and, and trying to like, you know, describe the experience of tasting this wine as a wine. Devoid of any context for what it's being drunk with, no cultural con- none of that stuff. It's just, you know, what's in the glass? How did it get there? 
how am I experiencing it? Mm-hmm. Maybe something about the quality of the wine, which is which is fine, but it's kind of more of a professional way to, to do mm-hmm. things. I don't. I would never push consumers or the general public into tastings like that because it's it's just it's too fraught. It's just there's mm-hmm. just too much on the line. None of which is is you know do I like it or not? So you can do those things professionally, and it, it's a really important part of you know getting an education in, in, in beverage and, and, in, and food and beverage together. But where a, an experience and a dinner is concerned, I would much rather people taste a little bit and then pour it out than feel like, i, I got to suffer through this mm-hmm. glass that I'm not going to enjoy. Because there, there's at least something about how it smells, tastes, smells, tastes, and eats that mm-hmm. you're going to experience even if you don't drink the entire yeah, glass. It's not, conti- it's not contingent upon, you know, the alcohol that you're going to get out of drinking that glass. Yeah. So um, now my question for you is you don't have that problem with any white wine or? There's, oh, there's there's definitely some. drier white wines. It's, okay. it's a challenge too. I, I am getting better. It used to be I couldn't even drink like Chardonnay. We started with like Moscato, okay. right? <laughs> so we're getting there. But like even the Chardonnay that we had that was, you know, fine over at uh, Catawba. So I, like, I, I am that. a, what we affectionately refer to as the shitty Chardonnay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love a buttery, disgusting stick of butter Chardonnay. Um, and so I think you've gotten used to, I think those are a little bit more palatable for you because there's, I think the sweetness lingers a little bit more because it coats your mouth and it sticks it around. Whereas Lobster like, bath. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what, what I generally I don't like mm. are like the things that I associate with wine, like the strong like tannin vibes and yeah. stuff. Those are things that don't, that don't work on my palate that yeah. I don't react to positively. And so it's when I can find something that's, I also like things like generally white wines on the colder side and when they're really nice and crisp when I get those green apple notes like, um, oh gosh, I wish I could remember her name who was serving us at the bar that night. Do you, I don't know if you remember either. At the wine Blonde dinner lady, we were just at. Um, Beautiful blonde hair pulled back in a ponytail. She's behind a bar. At the, the bar at, uh, at um, Fairview. Oh, um, it probably would have been Jenny. Was it Jenny? Perhaps. I think so. Took glasses? No. no, I don't no. think there were glasses. But she was so nice. She was super. Oh nice. gosh! And then I left my card, and she ran out in the parking lot to give it to me. Um, yeah. So <laughs> fabulous! If um, you're listening, thank it, you. Thank you so much. Um, but you know, when we first got there, before the wine dinner even started, it was just like, "Would you be interested in trying a glass?" And I said, "Yes, I'd like you to kind of recommend something to me. Here's what I like." And so she's like, "I'm going to pour you two. Tell yes. me what you think." And so that gave her a profile of what I like. So that she was able to recommend, and she immediately, you know, had two really strong contenders and found the one that was like, I like this one. It's got like stone fruit vibes yeah. to it and stuff, which I really liked. So, you know, again, it just helps you also educate yourself for what you can start to, yeah, to go and seek out. That's exactly what we want. That's what, I mean, we, we always encourage people, servers to do that, and I'm glad that, that she did because that's, making a decision in a vacuum is very difficult. That's why we, we try not to serve one wine all by itself, but it's easier to connect to find a point where you've got two sort of like goalposts. Yeah. So if, if this one is definitely wrong and that one is less wrong, it's like, okay, we can move more in that direction. Yeah. But if I just give you one thing and it's like, it's not quite right, then the burden's on you to say why it's not this, right yeah. in the absence of something else. Well, this is literally the eye to. exam, right? Yes. Better one or two, better three or four. Three or yeah, four. It's, or about the same. Or yeah. about the same. And can I see him again, please? Exactly, because again... I just yeah. can't see. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> can we please talk about the food the night of yes. our wine dinner oh, yeah. first? Okay, so this was a question that we had for you at the very beginning, because I know that there are different chefs at each location, yes. right? So the menus, even if you have the same wines... For the wine dinner, which you told me you you, you tend to select first. Yes. Um, how is the process of connecting with the chef and then 
coming up with the menu that's then going to pair with this really beautiful it's, evening. It's a really rewarding part, but, uh, but honestly, there's no way we could possibly do the wine dinners that we do like without an amazing culinary team at every one of those locations and the through line that goes through that. Like I am to wine for Foxcroft what Chef Justin Solomon is to the food. So mm -hmm. he is that food operations director, the yeah. person who's responsible that everybody understand what's at stake, what's on the line, what, what needs to be there in terms of food quality. He's been a mentor and a coach and a, and a, and a coworker to everybody at all of the stores. He, he can literally be dropped into any one store and work a shift on any position in the line. He can cook everything that we do. He's responsible for the quality of everything that we do. And there's no way I could come up with a wine dinner and just say, well, let's serve it with whatever we have. It's mm -hmm. like, there's, there'd be no point. Mm -hmm. So the, the food wouldn't just, the, the, the wine would never justify itself if we didn't have an amazing um, food operation. So the, what I typically do is I choose the wines for the event um, and try to have something interesting with each and every course. So for example, with Vuezio Martini, the goal was to show as many of their wines as possible, but group them in the right way with the flow of the dinner. So obviously that means whites before reds, lighter before heavier, and to sort of build the food as it goes. But I typically taste the wines and give the chef a, um, a written profile hmm. in terms of the body, the acidity, what kind of fruit, and you know, then just go as crazy off the wall as I possibly can with descriptors. It's like, you Ooh, know. What's like the craziest descriptor that you had for the Wurzio Martini one? Um, you can remember, if I have the menu here if you want to take a peek. Oh, well, I, the, the, the weirdest one to, to work with was this one, the Langa Fresa Frizzante. So oh, yeah. Fresa is a grape that is very similar to Nebbiolo in a lot of ways and grown in some of the same places. But the, the traditional older style of it is to be made into a Frizzante style, which is, as you remember, was slightly fizzy. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, I actually really liked that. So, I did too. So yeah. you had a bone dry wine with tannin that was served chilled uh -huh. and was fizzy. It was like... What is happening? Yeah. It's like a Halloween monster. It's all over the place. It's like Nickelodeon. Like It has a weird sort of thing to it. And and I I, ha I describe it in terms of, you know, shades of, of cheer, cheer wine and Pop Rocks. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, because, I love that. Because, like, I never put them together, but and I don't drink cheer wine, but there was something about, like, the poppiness of the fruit yeah. and the snappiness of it. But it also left you kind of, like dried out because of the 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 tannin in it yeah but it all but you know again for me i thought that was again i couldn't drink a whole glass of it but i really enjoyed the sensation of yeah. you know the mouthfeel of it because for a red which i normally taste that's like on the warmer side in turn you know closer to temp and then you know it was colder and it had these bubbles and it was like Huh, I didn't know Reds could even do this. Yeah. And yeah. so it was really interesting. E even even for Piedmont this was kind of a, an, <laughs> an, an, an interesting direction to go to, but there's a there's a definitely a lot to be said about wines being served at the right temperature because that can make the difference between mm -hmm. this is something interesting from like what have you just given me? Like the, there's there's no way I would ever, you know, consider drinking this and yeah, why would right. anyone? So or the, just even like 10 minutes sometimes. You, you yeah. see me sometimes just like holding my hands around the glass because it's just like a couple of degrees too cold and I can't quite get enough flavor out yeah. of it. So and just we, that nuance. We is really so... try to be cognizant of that to the point that I will you, – you'll, you'll see me taking bottles out of the fridge – a certain amount of time before they're going to be served with mm -hmm. knowing like, okay, I've got 10 minutes, I've got 15 yeah. minutes, that's going to be just about there. Or I'll be putting reds into the fridge 15 to 20 minutes before they're going to be served, knowing that I'm still going to take them out again. Mm -hmm. But that two or three degrees is going to make the difference, hopefully, 
And you've also got to read the room because actually as rooms get warmer over the course of the night, more oh, people, yeah. are, like the so temperature actually goes up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you got to think, serve things colder so that, that by the time they come out into, the, into a warm room, they don't warm up too much. <laughs> Now, for that course that you were just talking about, the, the Lani Frese Frisanti, yes. um, we ended up with a poached pear dish. Yes. I would love to hear sort of your take on how you thought those two things paired together. And I thought the pear was delightful. There was like a really funky cheese on that dish, too, that I could have just eaten on its own. It was unctuous and almost like um, Yeah, so funky. the, the – so, yeah. and again, so – each individual store has its own chef that constructs the menu based on the, the tasting notes that I provide. So this is Chef um, Christopher March, who's been at the South Park location, I, I really believe, as long as the, the building has been there. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it, it could not function the way that it does without mm -hmm. this gentleman because in a kitchen that is quite literally about the size of the studio that we're, we're recording in right now, they're able to turn out dinners for, you know, 50 plus people with what looks like, you know, well-rehearsed ease, but I know is just like nobody else can do this. Yeah, right. So um, the dish was poached pear, sliced pecans, um, castamano vero cheese, and a sauce called salmarillo. Um, so what we have here is that we've got like a dish that's kind of pulling itself in a lot of directions. You have a poached pear that has, it was, I believe it was poached in red, yeah, red wine. Yeah, we learned that. So a very sort of like, you know, burgundy colored pear with a generous amount of sweetness, but also the red fruit element that's going to be in the wines themselves. The pecans giving you some sort of crunch and, and a little bit of, of saltiness. Um, and then the cheese itself and the sauce salmarillo, those are those are going to be textural coating elements as well. So you need you need a, a pair of wines that are going to do you know a lot of different things all at the same time. Um, and I was glad to be able to do it with um, the Barbera. So Barbera is a grape that is is high on fruitiness and really low on tannin. It's actually more tannin in, in the in the fresa for that dish than there was in the Barbera. So you've got two wines sort of pulling in different directions and you've got the dish that's sort of going in different directions. And the only way to do that is sort of, no one wine is gonna do everything at mm -hmm. once. So you needed those those two wines in concert because you're gonna find something different depending on what you eat them yeah. with. Yeah. So all by themselves, the pear itself would be better technically with the with the Barbera because there's more, it's not more sweetness, but there's more fruitiness. Mm -hmm. And the um, the frizzante, fresa, would be better with the cheese itself because just think of, you know, enjoying Lambrusco and, and you know, cheese and charcuterie. It's a perfect combination. Yeah. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, stay home except to get medical care. Monitor your symptoms. If your symptoms get worse, contact your doctor. Get rest and stay hydrated. Avoid public transportation, ride-sharing, or taxis. And take these six steps to protect others. Wear a mask over your mouth and nose if you must be around other people. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when you cough or sneeze. Clean your hands often with soap and water or use hand sanitizer, especially after coughing or sneezing. As much as possible, stay in a separate room and away from others in your home. Avoid sharing personal household items such as dishes, utensils, towels, or bedding. Wash these items thoroughly after using them. And clean all surfaces that are touched often, like counters and doorknobs, every day. To learn more, visit cdc.gov.
So I can listen to Sean talk about this stuff. I know. Forever. It's just <laughs> very my life. You get very hungry very fast. I know. <laughs> Especially when well, welcome is, to the podcast. Right. Yeah. This, yeah, is, this is this is the, the plight of our lives here. Yeah. Um, is there another podcast of people just eating things and just like uh, there's a whole ASMR industry stuff about ASMR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it just it goes deep. Uh, I don't think we're venturing into that yet. It's close. I mean, we do have we some audio from the. We could set up a the, uh, Patreon for it, though. We could, like, if people I'm want not, that, we I'm can. Not make that desperate for money. <laughs> uh, Speak anyway. for yourself. <laughs> okay, fair. That's fair. Each. She has a wine. I'm trying habit. to go to Portugal. You are. I will say, there's probably no better place to go and spend less money <laughs> if you want to explore wine and vineyards in Portugal. I'm not, and that's not necessarily the focus of your of your trip. It but will be like, that. yeah, it's, it's river cruise. Yeah. Those will make it's gonna be great. It's gonna be amazing. It's I'm be super great. jelly, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna do Spain next um, next April as well. So we'll talk. I, I think if there were one country that I could just say, okay, I'm just gonna settle down here for Spain. Be, it would have to be Spain, but like most of my experiences with French wine, like most mm-hmm. of my background, like I was a French major in college. Um, I'm really comfortable with France and French and French wine more than any other country, but I, Spain, there's something about yeah. Well, France is only a, a train ride away, so oh, you're fine. It's only a train wreck away. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the dream. Uh, speaking of dreams, so I know that, and again, we've talked about all of the different locations that Foxcroft has, but there is one in the works. If there we is. could do some spoiler alerts for yeah. our friends. The, the proverbial cat is out of that bag. <laughs> I keep putting it back in. Um, no, the, I'm so sorry, Leonard. The, <laughs> sorry, the next Foxcroft location is going to be at Brookdale Village. Woo-hoo. Hear that, and northern folks? Yeah, it's it sort of cuts out you know, a lot of that late commute for people who I'm want to sure. join us for, yeah. for, for dinners and North American properties, the new owners of Brookdale village, they really have a vision, um, for the way that the, the, the development is going to be in the next several years. It's going to be dramatically different, um, in a lot of ways. And, but I think it's in a really exciting set of developments and they, they approached us and Whoa, said, you know, awesome. we, we, it's a, like, we've, We've been watching you. Yeah, like they they had they had Sedona much. Hopefully, in a less great way. They had enjoyed themselves at our locations. They had seen what we were doing, and they liked the potential fit for the new vision of Burkdale Village. And they approached us to be sort of one of their anchor tenants. And um, we went back and forth about what which space we were going to take. I've seen a lot of architectural designs, a lot of layouts, and it's it's an absolutely beautiful store. It's um, going to be one of the biggest stores that we have, probably about the size of our Waverly location. Oh, so it's going to be very spacious. A great patio, um, a sort of like a, a horseshoe. A dog, friendly dogs, dog friendly. Like yeah. they get one chance. <laughs> My dogs That's can't come. They, they, they get. They get. You know, we'll give any dog the benefit of the doubt. Um, Actually, our Greenville store has done Dogs Eat Free <gasps> on various days. You know, I used to take my dogs to Red Robin when I was in college because they would give us carrots. And that would be That's the saddest trip. thing I've ever heard. Oh my God. It was like a fun thing. Where did Red Robin get carrots from? Anyway, yeah, that's <laughs> a great question. Give them French fries instead. That's they're bottomless. I asked they? for carrots. Or an actual Robin. Yeah, right, they would that love that. Better, they yeah. do that on their own. It's fine. Poor, poor your artist. devoid of off pets. menu. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Brookdale Village, we're hopefully going to be open by the middle or end of April. 2023? Okay. 2023. Wow. That will make our fourth location in Charlotte and our fifth overall. And then the next step is Raleigh. Okay. Wow, okay. So, we, it's Conrad against the world here. The world. It is. You know, one <laughs> case of wine at a time. Um, oh. No, I think really, really, wherever. Wherever the law allows us to do what we do, um, 
and wherever there's populations of people that are maybe underserved by being able to access wine at the, in the best way possible, yeah. served by an informed staff who really just is aching to get, you know, to share what they're excited about. Those are places that we're going to fit well um, because all are welcome. We're egalitarian, removing barriers to wine. That's just what we're all about. So there's lots of places to go. Ah, well, you there's your juicy sweatpants. That's <laughs> right. We're, we're coming for you. So there's a lot to look forward to in April. But at this point, I've done probably about 250 wine dinners because oh, so we so we do four dinners a month. One at each of our stores. That is extreme. And I've been at Foscroft for five years. So do you attend each of them? I do. Well, I've missed two in the last five years. Oh, my gosh. You were having your <laughs> appendix yeah. out for one. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, I had, having had a baby. Back in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, it's always liver-related. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and why. Um, no, I, I, I don't think – I think there's only two dinners that I haven't actually been at. And I don't do the entire dinner. I just mm-hmm. tee it up for the person who's okay. really there to talk, unless I'm the, actually the person who's doing the Has it ever happened so. where you have somebody and they have to drop out at the last minute? Like what happens if it's all planned and that person who's coming to speak like got sick and couldn't come? Has it ever happened? Now it's going to happen. It has never, uh, the, the person presenting has changed at a relatively mm-hmm. last minute, but it's never been like, you know, you're on your own. Well, I'm confident, Sean, that no matter what happens, Foxcroft is going to make it awesome. So step I in. hope so. Well, I, I know that the food is great. Yeah. I know that the wine in the bottle is great. So it's like you basically just have to, you know, not get in your own way. That's you right. know, and I actually <laughs> did a, and I'll call it out because I actually really love them. Uh, Napa at Kingsley. Yep. I did a dairy dinner there, and they couldn't have anybody on site, so they had a huge screen. And from the estate, had uh, I don't remember who it was at this point, um, walking us through the wine. That's great. So yeah, I mean, this is the the part about technology that has advanced us further in the last Breaking couple of years than we could have. That's hoped. pretty cool, so, though. I mean, to get you know live feed in from. The yeah, vineyard. Like, it was beautiful cool. and a creepy little estate dungeon wine cellar kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was neat. So and it added something different to the to the whole experience because he could see us and we could see him. And so he was sort of, you know, like you spent the first two years of COVID working from yeah. home. We, yeah. We, we, did a, we did a COVID tasting of a, of a really super premium wine called Continuum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, 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 the presenter changed at the very last minute from someone whose last name is Mandavi to someone whose name was not Mandavi, but it, it, it was, it was, <laughs> it was still the most spectacularly, you know, quintessential winery background. And it was, it was an amazing experience to taste from a distance, but no, I don't think we've ever had a, a dinner that was like, you know, here's your monkey wrench, like, you know, <laughs> do with it what you will. Well, no. I think a lot of that comes with the preparation and the amount of coordination yeah, that goes just, into this. You guys do not Take this lightly. Yeah, we and, don't, we don't want to leave anything that. to chance. Mm-hmm. The, the only like chance is like, are people going to love it or like really love it? Like that's all the chance I that I want to leave it to. Like plan it out, get it locked up, and you know that's the only time when people see me go like you know a little bit frantic is when it's like it's not right, right where it's supposed to be. So. Mm-hmm. But having done two hundred and fifty of them, I would think you know yeah. exactly what you're place so. for everything and everything and in everything its place. place. <laughs> yeah. So October is lined up with some with a great uh, series of, of, of dinners and November will be four dinners as well and December also and we'll have tastings we'll have all these things coming up but foxcroftwine.com is the place to look for all foxcroftwine.com awesome. and you guys yeah. have a newsletter I know this because I just squeal with joy every time I see your <laughs> name pop up and it's for those of you who don't know his last name Sean Paul uh, it's, not, it's not that one it's a different one <laughs> Um, Am I the first person to make that joke? Yes. (laughs) Today in this room, yes, you Uh, are. uh, (laughs) Like a Vietnam flashback face. Yeah. Yes, you are. You're so clever. I love it so much. 
Early 2000s were good for you, though. Yeah, yeah. well, that was that was when I really first started in, in restaurants in New York. Um, my first restaurant job was not a restaurant. It was at a Broadway theater. So people were literally like, yeah, get like, busy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the temperature in here. Yeah, it's, it's like... <laughs> I don't know anymore. Now it's easier to like it's not actively on every, you know, radio because people don't listen to the radio anymore. Right. So who listens to anything anymore? Am I right? They only listen to this podcast. A, only I this hope podcast. So. Yes, ma'am. And hopefully the other ones on the Queen City Podcast Network. You're listening <laughs> to the Queen City Podcast Network. That's right. Oh man. Well, Sean Paul, this has been such a fantastic conversation. Thank you for everything that you're doing. It's been for... my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you I, for being a friend. That one. And also thank you for plowing us with wine um, and <laughs> really good food. Yeah. And just like elevating the experience for everybody in Charlotte and and making sure that it's accessible. And and even though like, and, and this is the same conversation we keep having, Abby, with folks who come into the studio to have conversations with us who have such passion for it. It gets me excited yeah. and I know that it gets our listeners excited. So Thank you for, for sharing your expertise um, and all of the cool work that you guys are doing at Foxcroft. You are so welcome, and, and I could not think of a, of, a, of a better way to spend an evening. This has really, oh, really been, a, been an outstanding <laughs> pleasure for me, and especially when I see the, 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 the people that you've already interviewed. We already talked about uh, I mean, I, the fact that you reached few. out to us being like, I saw that you had sake, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we got cred, y'all. We got cred. Sarah and I have done a couple events together, and I really do count her as one of the, uh, as one of the, the most enviable talented working professionals in this in this industry who's done probably more for Charlotte than I ever could in a lifetime. Um, it, it's hard to exaggerate how much she's definitely changed um, the city of Charlotte for the better yeah. when education and um, beverage is concerned. Shout out. And Sake also Sarah. Joga. Joga. Yeah. She does the Hot Joga. Does the joga. <laughs> the and warm Joga. joga. <laughs> tepid, joga. Tepid, joga. tepid Joga. Tepid Joga. It's the name of improv team. Love it. Uh, anyway, shout out to Sake Sarah and Sean. Thank you again for being. <gasps> Wait, here. Jen. What? Oh my god! Oh, oh my god. god! Okay, go back. We can't. Go back. Everyone, do the I rewind. Let you off a really serious. We can't. Now. We would never leave this studio okay. without doing our pay it forward segment. So, uh, Sean, right. we have to ask you. It was a shitty Chardonnay <gasps> earlier. It, yeah, it's, it's totally just the head. The yeah, headspace is gone. Lobster bath Chardonnay. We would Lobster. love to know every episode we, when we have a guest, we want to pay it forward and think about what are some of the places that you love to eat and drink in the city if you're not at Foxcroft. If I'm not at Foxcroft, I'm staying relatively close to home with my wife and two two sons. We love the Loyalist Market. Yeah. The Loyalist and Chris at the Loyalist is, again, one of the people who – has been conspicuously seen doing exactly the right thing every single time from what he did during COVID with how he treated his employees and how he served the community, how he even saw that it was possible for a, a market to serve the community. And every single experience I've ever had there has been has been a treat. Um, so the Loyalist Market in downtown Matthews, um, dot, 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 mm -hmm. cocktail bar, which we're partially affiliated with, but I cannot think of a better venue for um, for to see how cocktails can elevate absolutely everything. Dot, awesome. dot, dot. They're just Jacob and I do our fancy places. speakeasy That's nights right. there. There we go. Yep. Yeah. So it's worth a it's worth a trip to the back part of, of the uh, <laughs> of the Park Road Shopping Center. Center. <laughs> yeah. It's well it's well uh, well hidden. It is back there. So that um, adds to the sort of allure yeah. of the place. Well, it's got to be hidden, right? If you're yeah. gonna do a prohibition style speakeasy, That's right. love it. And it's it's it, it's a chestnut at this point, but I do not know of a better place to spend uh, an afternoon than Fuda Buddha. Oh, yes. we have heard so, and, yeah, and I, also agree with this. this. I sound not... like I'm just, I'm like a broken record, but it's it's a, it's just so good. It's just, we it's gotta just, get them on the it's, pod. It's we do. frustratingly good. It is. It is. Like, it really truly is. Are you a Brussels sprout fan? Yes. Yep. Yeah, we so. love them. And a 
Mobile Fried Chicken fan. So <laughs> everything that everything that I've ever had there has been off the charts good. And I would take any person who had been in any other part of the world or country and sit them down there and say, like, take That's a look. A, welcome to Charlotte. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. If I, I mostly ride by there on my bike, and if I could house a whole bowl of ramen and then get back on my bike yeah. without vomiting, I'd probably do it. I will but, just come yeah. get you and the bike, and Please you can come home and take a nap. <laughs> that might be necessary. The bicycle done. turns into a tricycle to that make it easier great. to go home. It's like, <laughs> it oh, extra wheel. There you go. Oh, man. All right. Now we can now end, we can end, end it. So okay. All right. Thanks. Sorry. Thank you for the shout outs. I need to go down to downtown Matthews. I think it's been a while. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, uh, now I do it? Yeah, you, you can sure? do it now. You, now is fine. Oh, wait. No, it's fine. Okay. Okay. For this batch, my name is Jen. My name's Abby. And this has been Amused Boosh. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Queen